We here at God Stories Radio are reaching out to you and your business to sponsor us for as little as $10 a month. We need you so that we can continue bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. By your business blessing us monthly, we are able to bless others weekly. To sponsor us, email GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you don't have to be a business to be a blessing. Visit GodStoriesRadio.com to donate securely through PayPal. Just press the button. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. And welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session 125. I'm Mike. I'm Fritz. And I'm Tina. Wow. Magic number 125. I know it, right? And the guest we have tonight? I'm fired up. Uh huh. How was your week, Fritz? My week was good. Always a challenge when you work for the mouse. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. I'm just going to leave it at that. All righty. But a good week. Just the same. Cool. Yeah. Doing good. Just follow the father. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Riding the wave, as you would say. Riding the wave. You betcha. What's going on over there, Tina? Not a whole lot. Just uh, had a great week, you know, just getting ready for the weekend. I'm very excited about that. Today was my Friday. Oh, and you started painting. I did. I'm very excited about the painting. I am excited, too. It's giving the whole house a new look, which is much needed. <laughs> that is fantastic. And speaking of being excited, I just want to give a shout out to Craig's carpet service yay yay thank you craig craig pushed the button yet again all right out there anybody that is uh, living out near arlington washington look up craig's carpet service and i'm sure he'll do a great job thanks craig thank you craig we appreciate you thank you so much we'd like to uh welcome all our listeners on the mixler app so if you're listening to us live, welcome. You have dialed into a good one tonight. Yes, they have. And it's so cool that you get these notifications that just pop right up on your phone when as soon as God Stories Radio goes live. Mine came on my phone and says, God Stories Radio is going live. Oh, cool. Yep. One, wow. One minute ago. <laughs> well, we've got several listeners, and uh, if you're listening and you enjoy chatting, you can chat with us. Yes, they we can. Just, uh, uh, press the chat button there, and you can open that up and have dialogue with me or Mikey or Tina or our guest. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, how can they get a hold of us? Well, they can uh, get a hold of us at God Stories Radio at Gmail, and uh, if you have a testimony you'd like to share, but you're not particularly fond of a microphone, you can write it in at God Stories Radio at Gmail, and uh, you can also. Twit us. Twit us on Twitter. We always appreciate that. God Stories Radio. And uh, like us on Facebook. And speaking of Facebook, Mikey, we did it. Oh, boy, we did. 500, 500 likes, likes on Facebook. Finally. Yay. And and the guest that we had last week was over the top. I'm telling you, I mean, we had a, a actually a first 24 hours bigger than we've ever seen before. But thank you, Mike Daggett, for your testimony. And Yes, thank you for your time. We really, really appreciate that. We know you're a busy guy. Thank you so much. As Mikey says, someone's out there. Oh, I'm to sure hear they did. And there was a lot of someone's. You had to say. 
Roger that. Right. And if you're listening to us on iHeart, please follow us. Push that button to follow us, please. Amen. And you'll also, like Tina said, you will also get notification and you will never miss another episode. And you can, uh, speaking of episodes, you can also listen to uh, freedomradionetworks.com. And uh, you can listen to Mikey 24 hours a day. So if you're laying in bed, it's 4 in the morning, you can't sleep, you need an encouraging word, you need some Mikey, uh, just tune in. He'll be there. Oh, boy. Whenever you call him, he'll be there. <laughs> Love that song. I don't know why that came. Well, anyway. we have some Facebook likes. Yes, thank you for keeping me straight, babe. Absolutely. It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Anderson, thank you so much for liking us on Facebook. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Scott Moody, thanks again for liking us. Thank you, Scott. And Chantel Myers, thank you, Chantel. Thank Chantel, you what a beautiful name. It is beautiful. Thank you for liking us, Chantel. Thank you so much. And then we had some new states listening. Ah. We had New York. New York. New York. <laughs> hey. hey. Get a few people representing We've got some New York, New York up in the house here. All right. Yeah. Mississippi. 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 Welcome. Yes. Mississippi. Mississippi. And Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. All the way out there near Washington. And Washington. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. And if, you know, if the show touches your heart in any way, shape, or form, please let us know. You know, drop us a line. God Stories Radio at Gmail. Like us on Facebook. Just let us know that uh, you're being touched. And uh, we just appreciate it. We got Mr. Owen Thompson live <laughs> on the Mixler. I see you. Because uh, you were scared. Come down here. We'll talk about that offline. You and me. Coffee. Pancakes. Somewhere. Going to get it on. All right, buddy. And we are, uh, Alexander Ray's online with us tonight. Awesome. Thanks for listening, uh, yeah, Alexander. Yeah, thanks, Alexander. So... Uh, what else we got, Mikey, before our guests? I think we've uh, touched upon just about anything. <laughs> <laughs> we got our coffee mugs in. Yes, we did. Aren't they Aren't they spectacular? Spectacular. They really are. They, they look w- a little short, though. <laughs> I, that, <laughs> I think they are. By our coffee Compared standards, I would think. Yes. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Well, listen, I know there's much more to talk about, but I'm going to quit babbling because I want to get on to our, our guests. Fritz, uh, why don't you introduce our, de- our guest? <laughs> I'm going to introduce our guest, Mickey. I just, I love these ladies. They are so special to me, and uh, I am so excited that they're sitting here in our humble studio. We have uh, Sarah and uh, First Lady Bell with us uh, up in here. Sarah's going to be giving her testimony tonight, and I guess it was, was it last year or two years Owen gave his testimony? At least. Mm-hmm. It's been two years, hadn't it? Well, he gave it in the uh, in the living room, I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Way back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was back before that haircut. But uh, anyway, I, I like I said, I'm, it just... I'm just overjoyed to have these two in the studio tonight, and uh, I had the privilege of working with Sarah, or yeah, I worked with Sarah. Sarah actually ran the place, and (laughs) I worked with her, 
but um, we just built a rapport um, just spiritually and uh, it's been it's been wonderful the encouragement that we were able to bring to each other during you know kind of a stressful period of time for us uh, you know with with the job and mm-hmm. and personally oh, yeah. so without further ado I give you one of my best friends Sarah Kansius Welcome, Sarah. Thank you, guys. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. This, uh, if nobody has seen the inside of this studio, um, this place is incredible. Um, you can just feel the spirit when you walk in here. Amen. Like I felt at ease the minute you walk into somewhere. I think you brought it in with you. Oh, I'll take that too. <laughs> yeah, I think then. you brought a truckload in. I'll take the spirit with me anywhere. You know that's right. And then um, another reason so special. Um, I've actually never said my t- testimony before, before tonight. Wow, well, we're honored. So, um, this is a big thing for me, and I wouldn't do it any other place. Um, I wouldn't s- say it in front of anyone else or any other people besides you guys. Like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't there in the kitchen days, but I was there in the living room days. <laughs> what was the reason why you decided to do this? Ah, you beat me to it. Oh, it was Miss Tina's testimony oh my gosh uh-huh. um, so I have it written down here session 96 wow. um, session 96 okay and I think highly of you Tina oh you're um, so sweet I got to know my good man Freddy here before you guys were married and when you came into his life I was like Fritz if you don't boy <laughs> he's like I know I know <laughs> So, I think first you said he can't handle her. That, that was my first one. <laughs> That's too much That's, woman for her. That's a lot. That's a lot for it. Um, but then I saw what you did in his life, and then I see the woman that the woman that you are, and I'm like, and then I heard your testimony on top of that, and I'm like, if Tina is that type of woman, the woman of God first and foremost, and everything that she went through, I said I have to tell people uh, what has happened in my life because I think she's a okay, and <laughs> and if she can come out like that then i know god can do that for anybody so you touch my life so that i can come here today and say this well thank you 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 have blessed me beyond words by saying all that thank you absolutely it was my pleasure um and it's big too because my mom is here tonight yay so um this should be interesting so i'm gonna read it because this is um we were supposed to do this six months ago Mm -hmm. i emailed it six months ago just because my life turned upside down in a good way um starting in 2017 and i didn't think i'd ever make it to the studio um and then fritz texts me one day and he's like no we're not gonna read this you need to come do this in Mm -hmm. person and i'm like okay fritz i guess (laughs) (laughs) you can't just read it for me (laughs) so um you know a lot of things happen um i had bariatric surgery back in february um changing jobs right now and just a lot of things happen at one time and then Fritz was like June 1st and I was like I'm there we're not gonna put it off anymore let's do this <laughs> so here I am today by God's grace and so if it sounds a little mechanical I'll stop and stuff but it's off of the email I sent um, back in December so as you know uh, last week as in terms of probably December 3rd of 2016 so this is when I was writing it Uh, Last week, I was listening to the podcast and I came across session 96 entitled Innocence. Right then and there, I knew I had to give my testimony. Tina spoke of traumatic events in her life that should have crumbled anyone. 
But the grace of our God and his unfailing love molded and shaped Tina into this beautiful woman of God. More people need to know that they aren't alone in this world and what the enemy meant for your evil, God will turn it into his good. On Monday, I turned 29 years old. And you know the famous question, how does 29 feel? Uh, it had been asked to me all day, day before, day after. <laughs> and normally you say, oh, it feels like 28. But internally, I really did feel something different at 29. I felt true joy. I felt a sense of peace that passes all understanding. Because you see, since I was seven years old, I never understood why things happened to happened in my life and why did God allow them to happen to me in the first place? So, you know, for the past 22 years before that, everything was just like, why me? Why this? And then for some reason, when I turned 29, it was just like, there was a reason for all it. I just had, you know, heard your testimony, Tina, and it all started coming to me. So, yeah, I grew up in a big family in a little place called the Bronx. <laughs> um, my grandparents' house was the hub for any and everybody. We're Latino, so you already know how that goes. Um, we lived in a two-bedroom apartment, um, and at any t given time, there was 10 people in the apartment living there, not just visiting. We always looked out for one another, and we had a, a sense of responsibility towards one another. I was my uncle's responsibility. He's only seven years older than me, so he was more like a big brother than anything else, my mom's younger brother. And I adored him, and I still do. Um, whenever the grown-ups had to work, I relied on my uncle. I was about seven years old, and he was 14. So my mother and grandparents trusted him to take care of me while they were gone. He would have his friends over to pass the time because, let's be honest, a seven-year-old girl wasn't the ideal hangout bunny, buddy for a 14-year-old boy. Unfortunately, one of his best friends thought I was the perfect person to hang out with. It started out slowly. Uh, while my uncle would be making me lunch or if he went to the bathroom, his best friend would come by me and flash himself. When my uncle would go shower, his best friend realized he had much more time with me alone. And that's when he would force me to touch him and uh, force me to watch him. He knew how much I love my uncle. Like I said, to this day, I still love him like crazy. And how much I feared and revered my grandfather, which is my uncle's dad. Um, so he would tell me, if you tell anyone what we did, I'll tell your grandfather that your uncle left you alone on purpose and then he'll get in really big trouble. I couldn't let my uncle get in trouble because he always did his best to take care of me and I loved him for that. So this wasn't his fault. This was my fault. Sorry. That's okay, Sarah. Take your time. This went on for a few months and by the grace of God, we ended up moving to California. That's how me and you, Tina, we moved to California. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, California was only for a year or so. And uh, we ended up right back in the Bronx. By this time, I was going on nine years old. But my uncle's best friend was still around. So my coping mechanism was to dress as much as a, as a boy and look as much as a boy as I could to avoid being 
any type of attractive to him or to anyone else for that matter. I never wanted to be looked at that way again by anyone ever. He never touched me or made me touch him again. Now I was just a shell of a person. From nine years old up until about 12 or 13, I dressed completely like a boy. So much so that I got bullied almost every day for every day for it in sixth grade. I was once singled out in the middle of a class by a group of girls who told me to hang up my jacket on the boy's side of the closet. And they refused to let me pass. They created like this chain and um, in the middle of the classroom and it was like, you can't hang up your jacket there. That's where girls hang up their jackets. So then the whole class began to laugh and at that moment I just wanted to die. From then on, uh, it was it was just like I said, it was just a front most of my teenage life. Most of my between seven and thirteen, fourteen, it was just do what you have to do to survive. So it had been a complete disaster, and I had no one to turn to. God was never a part of my household growing up. He was more like a mythical creature than anything. He wasn't real in our house. So I turned to academics and sports. Ironically, which helped me get a scholarship into Catholic school. My mom transferred me to a Catholic school for seventh grade, which was the worst and the best thing that could have happened to me. It was the best thing because I got away from the bullies and I can start over new somewhere else. I can be totally reinvent myself somewhere else. The worst because I had to wear a skirt with my uniform. It made me feel so uncomfortable. It made me feel like a girl. I continued with Catholic school through 12th grade. And this time I got to learn about God because it was one of my classes, but I still didn't know him. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a relationship with him. I went through the, the motions, you know, as a Catholic girl. I would went to communion, confirmation, all that other stuff. Because at some point, my grandmother had become like this super Catholic and religious, and she wanted for us to complete these sacraments because I think it made her feel better about being Catholic. During my high school years, I went to an all-girls school. So my femininity began to slowly come back because at that point, I just had no choice. I had to feel like a girl. My friends tried to make me feel normal again, I guess, but I still didn't feel worthy and I still felt damaged. My father has been incarcerated my entire life until this day. And for as long as I can remember, men were never there for me, to save me, to love me, to protect me. In my life, men only took things from me. When I was 15, I met my first real boyfriend and he looked at me differently. He spoke to me differently and he saw me as I had never seen myself, beautiful. Needless to say, I clung on to him like he was my savior. I thought he was gonna be everything for me and save me from myself. The only problem is I held on for too long. Now, during this relationship um, in high school, uh, my mother had reconnected with my younger brother's father. And he had started to really talk about Jesus at this point in my life. I was probably about 19 now. And he kept saying relationship. It's about a relationship with God. And when you go to Catholic school, it's, you know, 
do this, do this, do this, don't do this. All tradition. Right. So when he started to talk about Jesus, and I'm just like, this sounds pretty good. This is something that I've never experienced before. So it was a new concept to me. So here was this man who had every character trait of a man that I never knew. I instantly wanted to be connected to this man, Jesus. So I gave my life to him in October of 2008. My boyfriend, from when I was 15, we were still together. Uh, he gave his life, his life to Christ as well. And in my head, how perfect could this be, right? I had two men to save me from myself. The only problem was I put too much emphasis, too much worship on the man that was totally fallible and not enough worship on the man that first loved me even when I couldn't love myself, my Jesus. So we're both saved now, my boyfriend and I, and nothing could go wrong, right? So what do we do next? So we get married. So I'm about 21 now, going on 22, and that marriage lasted 11 months. He had an affair at work and I never saw him again. I was oh. devastated. The one person who made me feel worthy again, who loved me, was able to crush me in an, inst in an instant and I was right back to that damaged girl. At this time, I grew a distaste for God and for Jesus. I didn't want anything to do or anything to do with the word of God because I felt clearly that the word of God did nothing for me but get me divorced at 22 years old. I tried finding that love again that I once got from my ex-husband any way I could. I'd go look for love at the bottom of a bottle in the bed of someone I just met two weeks ago and every food I can get my hands on. God let me live this life but for so long. In November of 2010, while driving back home with my sister, I flipped our car three times into a ditch. To this day, I can't tell you how it even happened, but I can tell you how I survived, God. The car ended upside down on the side of the road, and would you know it, the driver behind us was a paramedic. My sister and I walked away from that accident with not even mm -hmm. one broken bone, no serious <laughs> injury. Wow. We went home from the hospital the same night. Father, wow. had, father so, had other plans. Oh, yeah. He was working. He was working. During the week of recovery from just bumps and bruises, God spoke to me and he said, enough is enough, Sarah. And God yet saved me again from myself. He made it possible for me and my family to pick up and move to Florida in February of 2011. So I ran with the opportunity because anything for me in New York at that time was toxic and eventually it was gonna kill me. Once I reached Florida, Florida, I vowed to just put my head down and work and start my life over. And that worked for about a year. I started to feel lonely again, especially, especially since we knew no one in Florida. So I started online dating. That period of time took me from Florida to Wisconsin and back within a two month period. Once again, I began to chase those things and that person that would never truly fulfill me. In the summer of 2012, I remembered God's word to me right after that accident back in 2010. Enough is enough, Sarah. But this time it wasn't in an authoritative tone like the first time. It was a more loving and concerned tone like, enough is enough, Sarah. Come and let me bear your pain. God was always saving me when I was trying to destroy me. His hand was always over my life, even when I didn't see it. 
Amidst the pain, the loneliness, and the hurt, his plan for my life was coming right along. It reminds me of 1 Peter 1, 6 through 7. And all of you, and all of this, you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials, these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes, perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So I knew then that enough was enough, and I had to truly repent of my sins and give my life back to Christ. I went to go close down that online dating profile on July 18, 2012. I remember this date vividly because on July 18, 2011, I had written a prayer to my future husband. A prayer that said wherever he was, that the Lord was preparing us for one another. So flash forward, July 18th, 2012. I'm closing down this profile, but my inbox had been flashing with a new message. <laughs> Something. I know the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> told me to open it. So I did. Long behold was a beautiful message from this guy and I was captivated by it. We began talking and he was so different. <laughs> he loved Jesus more than anything. He was the polar opposite of anyone I had ever dated and I didn't even know why I liked him so much. He led me in the word. He washed me with the word. He loved me so different that I was even weary of it at the beginning. But the more I started to want to pull away and revert back to old Sarah, the more God revealed his plan to me about us. I married this great man of God on November 1st, 2013. We started a homeless ministry together. We lead other married couples in counseling. We have a Bible study. He truly loves me as husbands ought to love their wives, just like Christ loves the church. I never thought I would ever be worthy of the life I have now. God never ceases to amaze me. I want to encourage those who have been or who are hurt, abused, and alone that God is still with you. I encourage you to read Ecclesiastics 3. What you're going through or have gone through doesn't last forever. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. See, the chips were stacked up against me in, in my life. I had no father, I was abused, I was bullied, I was lied to, I was cheated on, I was used. Yet God says, how much more will I give you if I even give food to the birds to eat? Matthew 6, 26. It's the realest statement you'll ever hear or experience, but God loves you. Let him love you. Thank you, God stories. Thank you. Wow. I love you guys. Wow. We love you too, right back at you. Wow. I'm really, really glad you were brave enough Absolutely. to come here and share it live because I know that your your story is going to speak to other people. Thank mm -hmm. you. In a lot of ways. That it was more than you think. Yeah. Uh, wow. Thank you. Have you um ever been able to like talk to your uncle about what happened he has um no idea wow he yeah. might if he listens to this now yeah and 
you know, even growing up, and it's it's crazy because even as a you know twenty one, twenty two, married, those kind of things, mm-hmm. something in my in, in me was like I could just never tell my uncle. I felt like mm-hmm. I would hurt him more if I told him. Right. And um, I he might he might listen to this and um, it might break his heart because I know the the friend, well, friend of his is still is still a friend. Um. But I know that, like I said in the beginning of my testimony, what, you know, the enemy does for your evil, God's going to do it for your good. And I can only pray that after this, um, my uncle and I might even be closer than ever. We actually just went on vacation with each other um, in November. But (laughs) also um, also telling your testimony and talking like this and talking about everyone else is healing in itself. Yeah, that's right. It it absolutely is. I've read my testimony. I've lived it. I've experienced it. I've said it to my husband when we before we got married, and um, it wasn't as real to me as I started to read it out loud. Honey, can you tell her what you always say when you talk about testimonies? Well, that's the power of the testimony. That's why our motto is uh, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. And the power is, and that's why the God gives you the story is because you go back there mm-hmm. and you relive it and mm-hmm. and each time you do it gets a little more right healing and, and mm-hmm. but you know for that moment you were back there oh, in time right. i and, felt like i was seven again but uh-huh. that's that's it's, the power that's going power. to change people's lives Absolutely. that's what they're going to connect to and uh i as tina said i can't thank you enough you you're very very brave and this is such a huge first step, Sarah. I, I, I can completely relate because the first time I gave my testimony was actually directly to Fritz. Wow. You know, I had told my mom, you know, some of what had happened to me when I was young, but it was sort of like, it wasn't very, it was a little bit liberating, but not as liberating as after I told him and then he told me, no, you need to share this. Um, And then once it was shared, which, you know, that was a huge step. Um, It it does because, you know, those things keep us in bondage. Mm -hmm. There are chains that tie us up and God doesn't desire for us to live in bondage. Absolutely. You know, he is constantly a God of victory and freedom. Mm -hmm. um, And that's what he that's what he's doing, Mm -hmm. you know, with your testimony. Absolutely. I could just feel it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, is. how many more people it is going to touch when people listen to it? It's just, it's just going to be amazing. It is. Oh, so Glory to the Father. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And don't be afraid to share it beyond here. Absolutely. You know, because like Fritz was saying, it, the healing just kind of keeps on coming. The mm-hmm. more that you tell it, the more freedom you'll gain. Absolutely. But not only that, yeah. she's dealing with a forgiveness process, too. Yes. Oh, and yeah. that's... Yeah. That's the one that cuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forgiveness. Yep. And I think that's why the Father wants us to face these things, because, you mm-hmm. know, it's hard to forgive people who violated you in such a personal way. Mm-hmm. You know, because not only did he take 
what he took physically, he took things from you emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, because I know I felt like my childhood was taken away from me. Yeah. Um, I felt, um, you know, because it changes the way you think and people can sometimes understand that if they've been through it, mm-hmm. but sometimes other people who haven't experienced it and looking in, they don't understand that. Yeah. <clears throat> because you reacted by totally rejecting femininity you know and that was that was your initial reaction to it i'm going to do whatever it takes to not be attractive yeah. or what i my version of what i think is attractive mm-hmm. you know to the outside world oh yeah it was it was really you know after i i i gave my life to christ and i would think about you know my life before christ and i would think about it like i never got to do all those girly things that little girls do mm-hmm. at a sleepover or because I was just I one I was mad at the world that was one and then two I um I just I never wanted anyone to look at me I just I hated it I you know people would say oh you're so cute oh your dimples or oh my god you look just like your mom and I'm just like I just I don't want to be anybody just act like I'm not here and I did that for so long, um, and I feel like I never, I gained. I think I feel like I missed out on a lot of social skills growing up. I feel like I missed out on a lot of opportunities in life growing up, just because I've always had that. Don't look at me, please. Don't look at me. You know, keep my head down, keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it, that process of forgiveness is where I'm at right now. And like I said, with my uncle still being friends with him. That's the little hard part right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, on the panel. Sorry. For so many years, I had to feel like I failed her. Like I failed her and um, I didn't protect her. I was her only parent. And this happened to her and where was I? Mm-hmm. And I felt my relationship with Jesus and the Lord. I was able to really just let it go and forgive myself because that's where it has to start. You have to forgive yourself in order to be able to forgive the next one. And I knew that I did everything I could as a parent. I was working. I was taking care of her. I was trying to give her a chance in this life. And then I was so angry that somebody went and took that from her. Mm-hmm. As hard as I was working to give her this opportunity in life. And so for so long, I blamed myself. But as a parent, you have to know that you did the best you could do. And we're not to blame when we can't live with right. that. Because in Jesus, there's no self-condemnation. And we have to be able to be free with that. And as Tina was saying that when she told her mom when she was younger, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, she told me and I know that, but I know that until she told Owen, she didn't really start making amends with it. And now at this point, like for my brother, um, he's, I raised him, I, I seen him and I know this is going to be a hard pill for him, but I so wanted to tell him the day she came to me. And, and she kept saying, no, 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 no. So I always respected that. But like mm-hmm. you said, I think it's the best thing that this is out there. Mm-hmm. And we're all going to move on from here. Absolutely. God got us all. You have to. No more hiding. 
Yeah. And you know, all the guilt and all those feelings, whether it's guilt that your mom experienced or guilt that you experienced, the shame, that's all coming from Satan. Mm-hmm. You know, we are his number one enemy. He is out to squash us, to destroy oh, yeah. us. He doesn't want us to think anything about ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's not what God says. No, that's not what his word says. That's right. So you just keep believing and remembering what God says you are, because that's the truth. Yes, it is. It's it's been like my solid. It'll always be, but it's it's been my solid rock. You know, Jesus is my rock. He's my fortress, my strong tower. And the times where I've I'm like I'm ready to say it. I'm ready to say it, and then I can't say it, and then I'm gonna do it, and I want to forgive. And you get these things that go through your head all the time. You're like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to say something. I w-, And it just doesn't happen. But then you always come back to that point where you're just like, Jesus, you said you would always be here for me. You said you'd never leave me. You'd never forsake me. You said you're even going to send me a comforter, the Holy Spirit. And in those times, and this is for, for anyone, you know, whatever your situation in your life is, that Holy Spirit is so important. He's Amen. so vital to your walk with God. I mean, mm-hmm. if you don't get anything out of the Word of God, if you don't grasp a thing, there's nothing more vital than that Holy Spirit. That is your connection to the Father. Mm-hmm. The only reason we can, you know, have, the, aside from Jesus' sacrifice, is the Holy Spirit. He's the one that lets us communicate with the Father and have this relationship with Him. And if there's no other relationship you can have in this life, I mean, the one with God and growing up, like I said, you know, like Mike said, it's it's just the traditions. It was, you know, kneel at this word, get up at this word, mm-hmm. you know, and I never experienced that relationship. And in, until you, you really lean not on your own understanding, like Proverbs says, it, it's, it's amazing what you can open up your life and your heart to listen in. The word that God impressed on me today when I was doing my Bible study, it just fits so well with what you're saying right now. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're always looking for a physical solution to a physical problem. Always. But that's not what we're supposed to do. We have the physical problem, but we're supposed to apply a spiritual solution to it. That's what God is just trying to constantly direct towards us. Amen. And it's so hard for us to get there, you know, because mm-hmm. we want so badly to go back to that flesh and do that flesh Absolutely. response. Exactly. That's the one where he's looking for us to be in that place, in that deep place where we could just commune with him. And not that anything else phases, just be with him. We're sitting at his feet and we're able to leave the problem there with him and turn around and go. And the next day, whatever faces is again, leave it at his throne. It's just a day by day walk, but mm-hmm. we have to be able to let him hold our hand and just stay Absolutely. I try to picture that all the time, me holding on to his right hand. Mm-hmm. Amen. And it's don't let go. Yeah. But I was going to say something about the forgiveness part. Um, back uh, almost 11 years ago, I went through a uh, divorce, and, uh, you know, she was my best friend, I thought, and I was hurt pretty bad. And it was after God, God found me at that point. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. 
and it was six months that I walked and talked with him. I took it literally to walk and talk with him, but I argued with him for six months. Wow. I don't want to forgive her, what, what she did to me. And then finally he just said, forgive her. And I did. And then after, shortly after that, he says, now pray for her. Mm. And I've been praying for her every day since. Wow. And, and Satan will come to you especially early on and say you haven't forgiven her but when you're praying for her you know or praying for someone in that position that you uh, forgave um, as far as I'm concerned you're praying for him and praying for him diligently you've forgiven I receive that Mike hey amen I think we've all been through that uh-huh I was in that place of unforgiveness when I met you it, was, it almost got me. <laughs> it almost got me too. I was tired. And <laughs> we all know what that, that means. church service, I'll never forget it. That church service I went to where God found me in Tampa, Florida, Grace Family Church. It was a day, um, I forget what the, I think it was forgiveness was the uh, wow. the sermon. And we walked into the service, and this is a, a place bigger than real life, wow. even as it is presently. Right, yeah. And we walked in, and there was a brick on every single chair when everybody walked in on all the services it was a brick and then he gave his sermon everything else and at the end of the service he says if anybody wants to take that brick and get rid of the unforgiveness that you have you know you can come up on stage and do whatever throw it down on the floor where you're standing or whatever else and i got up and i walked up to the stage and i broke it and it broke in half and that was it wow and it was that was powerful and um like I said, shortly thereafter, that father uh, impressed on me to pray for her because I know where she was. I know where we were, mm -hmm. and I've been praying for her every day since. I pray to God that I get to that point, Mike. I want to get to that point because it's like that brick. It's it's heavy. Uh huh. It is. Uh, it's and carrying I, it around. The is... reason why I brought that up is I figured that's where you were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a process, and I think that the father will use that process for you to draw closer. Mm -hmm. You know, as long as you run to him and you you take those, you know, the problems upward. Absolutely. As your parent, I want to say to you that I am so proud. <laughs> it's like so proud. How can you not be? It, not only <laughs> to see the woman that you've become and hearing you speak and, and just seeing you and knowing what you've been through, but you've come to this place that you're standing on solid ground. And and it makes everything okay. Like it makes everything really okay because I know you're okay. I am. I am. I. I. You know, God will work with me on this forgiveness. I know mm -hmm. there's nothing that He won't do for me. You know, His word says, "Just ask, and it shall be done." And I know it'll. I'll get there. I'll get to that point where I'm gonna throw that brick, and it's all gonna. It's gonna crash. Um, but I, I, aside from that, I, I do feel okay. I do feel all right. I think a lot has happened in my life for me to get to this point, and I could be in a lot worse situation. And I think part of your reason why you're here is to take you to that next step. Oh. Amen to that, Mikey. Amen. Yes. I yeah. believe that. I yeah. Anybody here is going to agree with that, especially knowing that 
tomorrow you take another step mm. it's another season of your life but, yeah you know and again we're proud of you we back you we stand with you and we know that your new adventure in life your new company is going to be just amazing yeah this was just the the the, the what they call the catalyst Mm-hmm. To, to my new life so so Sarah if you had to speak mm-hmm. to somebody who is either still going through abuse has gone through oh, abuse yeah. whether they be male or female what would you say to them um you're not alone this you're no matter what your abuser is telling you right now someone's gonna listen to you someone's gonna support you someone's gonna be there for you don't don't ever um, don't ever believe that this is your final destination there's so much more in life there's so many more people to see places to go things to do person to grow into don't don't let this be your final destination it's not I, I hold on dearly to Ecclesiastics 3.1 where it says there's a time and place for everything mm-hmm. and this time and place it, it's a hard time and place but it's not your final place no and father is always there always always he knows yes. the plans he has for us yes. mm-hmm. plans to prosper us give us hope in a future that's exactly what i was thinking mike was when she was saying that is you know even if you don't have that physical person that's there for you your heavenly father is always going always to be there, there. Mm-hmm waiting to listen waiting to hear from you mm-hmm. you know I, I didn't have him at that time in my life I didn't even I didn't even know his name I didn't know anything but in just thinking about it right now in this moment in retrospect I thank God for that because if I didn't apply myself in school I would have never gone to Catholic school I would never gotten that scholarship and then just having some sort of foundation with him would have never then piqued my interest to begin with. Mm-hmm. I would have just gone to public school my whole life and then, you know, never heard him, never heard Jesus, never heard God, would have never heard anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I thank God in that way that, you know, it hurts in that moment, but there's something that's going to come out on the other side so beautiful. But just don't let a two by four happen for it. No, just try to avoid two that by two by four upside the head, like I got. I think she's about to embark on a new journey. I think so too. <laughs> a, a journey of healing. A journey uh-huh. of healing and freedom. And and she's going to get to witness the healing of others too. Yes, Absolutely. amen to that. That's, that's, firmly that's why believe Father that. takes him, takes us through this stuff. That's why your testimony is what it is. Why he takes you through the certain things that you've gone through. Yes, amen. So you can help other people. I pray that this this touches someone that someone oh, doesn't. It, will. it probably stay already in that has. Place. We got a bunch of listeners on Mixler right now. I so. know Owen's out there. How you doing, Mixler? Owen's up there. <laughs> Alexander Ray's on. We got some a couple other people. I can't see their names, but but they're listening and welcome on Mixler. You dialed into a good one tonight. <laughs> Holy smokes! Uh-huh. Man, God is good. Yes, he is. he is all the time. Wow! So not only that, we were here for the listeners. We were also this for Sarah as herself. Thank you. Yeah, I because I wouldn't want to be any other place. Oh, the Lord knew too that we could have never delivered the impact of that oh, testimony not. No. without her being there. Mm-hmm. No. And, I mean, and just, she would have I gone feel, through this the what she's going through right now with it. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just just feel incredible power in this room right now. Just amazing. Probably the minute I walked in. Ooh. 
<laughs> Amazing. Wow. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that one. That was session 125. You bet. 125. Next, we're going to have back uh, First Lady Bell and uh, mm-hmm. the power couple. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys were the power couple. We were the original you? power couple. Original power my couple. My husband and I. But <laughs> <laughs> my mom and dad might top us on that one. Oh, they might. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, we'll have to get them to come back then. We can't say, like, power seniors or anything like that. <laughs> if you say power seniors, you're going to stand alone on that one, okay? Oh. <laughs> well, I are one. I are one. <laughs> hey, 50's a new 30. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does that make me then? Uh, beautiful. Oh, good response. That you do look pretty good. Quick, too. I know. You do look pretty cute with those pink headphones on. There. I'm gonna have to take a picture of you and post it on Facebook so everybody can see what you look like. So, wow. I, you know, I could just sit and talk to you guys all night long, and Always. we just really appreciate everybody for dialing in and uh, and listening tonight and. We wish you all the best in uh, encouraging you and it has been our only agenda from the get-go. Please make sure you contact us, God Stories Radio at Gmail. And like Sarah, if you want to write in, you can, but you'll probably end up showing up, <laughs> which is our hope. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, thanks to everybody out there that's pushed the button over this yes, year. It's you. been a big Absolutely, help. Yeah. The tax man always cometh. Yes, he does. And uh, we really, really appreciate it. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for session 125. You know, last week was our four-year anniversary. Yes, it was. Yep. Session 124. Four years, Mikey. Fantastic. I know it, right? It's just like a year. That's all. Unbelievable. And so God just keeps blowing it up. Just keeps bringing them. He does. All right, guys. Like I said, wraps it up for session 125. Be blessed out there. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless.